I'm Yasi Salik, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Uncomfortable clothes are just the worst, and no one should have to deal with that. I mean, I'm not too ashamed to admit it. In the beginning of my journey, I had some podcasting pants. They were uncomfortable. They weren't aerodynamic. Yo, it was hurting my performance. And there are so many better options out there like Viore. Their performance apparel is unbelievably comfortable and versatile. For instance, their performance jogger, you'll never want to take it off. And you can pretty much wear it anywhere. The gym, while you run your errands, or while you're relaxing at home watching movies. So get yourself some of the most comfortable clothing ever at Viore. It's an investment in your happiness. And get 20% off your first purchase by visiting viore.com slash ringiverse. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash ringiverse. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, it's a self-contained wedding episode. And if you think this is happening at an inconvenient time in the season, you're right, because that's how weddings always are. But I'm going to look great, so let's go. Hello. Welcome into the Ringerverse, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. Welcome back to the Mint Edition. It's the once in a while podcast for all the latest fandom that you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman, senior producer at The Ringer. Joining me today is my co-host, Ringer social coordinator, lord of the memes, explainer of the Midnight Boys. And for him, 20 seconds of sustained eye contact really is interminable. It's Jomi Adeneron. Steve, I'm not going to lie to you. I got in trouble about some eye contact over the weekend, bro. All right. Tread lightly here. What do we do? You know, I'm not going to get into details. But right, I was well, talking. I was, I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Joey, the way he was looking at me, bro, it was it was nuts." Did you ever do that, like New York Times article of like the 60, 60 things that you could do to fall in love with somebody? If you have these questions at a dinner conversation, no, I did not. One of them is like thirty seconds of unbroken eye contact, Man. and I think we're gonna do that at the end of the show. And Should I think stare at that, each other. Yeah, Steve, mm-hmm. I might fall in love with you. This will then become a relationship podcast. Yeah. Awesome. Today's show. It's going to be great. We're giving the firm of Lindbergh and Associates the week off to talk about She-Hulk this Thursday. But before we get into that, we're going to have some programming reminders for you. Tomorrow, the House of R will return to Middle-Earth once again to give you the deep dive on the latest episode of The Rings of Power. Sunday, Talk of Thrones comes right back with the latest episode of House of the Dragon right after it airs to get you your instant reactions for all that Targaryen messiness. Jomi, where can they find that on the internet if they wanted to follow us on the Twitter sphere and all oh, those things? Oh, man. Well, first and foremost, you should follow us on Spotify. That's where you get all the pods at, right? But if you want to follow us on socials, you can do that on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok at Ringiverse. 
We're here for all your social needs. We got all that fun, fun content coming your way. Let's make sure to hit that follow button. Cha-ching. Appreciate you. You know, when they, when they follow, it makes a clackety-clack. That's what happens when they hit the follow. It's a little clackety-clack sound. But on today's show, we're off to a wedding and looking for some groomsmen. Yeah. It's She-Hulk. Friendly neighborhood spoiler warning. Everything that's come out in She-Hulk and maybe a little bit of, of the MCU in general. And we're going to be talking about it right now. Quick question before we dive into it. Yes, Jeremy. Steve, can I be a groomsman at your wedding? Yeah. Oh, wow. See, we got that on wax. That's a little tape. Yeah, no, you could absolutely be a groomsman at my wedding. When Steve gets married. When I'm 75 and somebody agrees to marry me. I uh, can't be the best man because, you know, you got got partners. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be all that. Right. But I got to be like, you know, I got to be, you know, second man, second or third man up. You know, on the hierarchy list. Here's here's my ideal, like absurd wedding. Like my, I have like forty groomsmen. Mm, okay, it's see like, now, that now I don't feel special. Well, okay, well your nah. wedding is going to be rented out in SoFi, so it doesn't really Listen, matter. But again, like, with my numbers, but it's going to be it's the thing. It's going to be tight. You feel me? My groomsmen list. I'm thinking about five or six. Okay, you understand? We're going to keep it tight. It's going to be. Mm, Notice you know how I'm, I'm not making a big deal if I'm like I'm not going to take it personally if I'm not a groom. Here's the thing, Steve. Here's the thing, Steve. Uh, I've made a lot of promises to a lot of people. That's fine. I, I owe a lot of people. A lot of things, mm-hmm. so I can't I can't say with any specificity right now. Yeah, what it could look like, but you never know. I mean, if I'm up there, it's going to look like one vanilla beanstalk. That's in tough. alone. But we need the, we need the diversity. We might need the color. You That's know, what fine. I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's very true. I was talking. I was t- I was talking to Justin Herbert the other day because you know he owns SoFi. He's the guy in charge. Very true. So I was like, hey man, if I need to get this place for your wedding, what are the diversity requirements looking like? And he said he'd get back to me. So. You never know what could happen, Steve. So just keep you keep your heart open. Jomi, it's been a minute since we talked about She-Hulk. It's been a long time. It's been a minute, and we're back to talking about it. It's been uh, a couple of episodes, and we talked about the premiere. We loved it. We thought it was a great like comedy romp and a breath of fresh air in the MCU. Let's take a quick minute to get us up back to speed. What have you thought about the season so far? Uh, are you liking She-Hulk? It's such a refreshing point of my day on Thursday so I'm like oh man this new episode of She-Hulk and I can just laugh and enjoy a superhero show and I have to worry about oh man how does this affect this how does this affect that like think about there's no huge bigger picture to think about where Deshaun and Amanda I can just watch the show enjoy it laugh and get up on my day like I am really enjoying it what about you it's a lovely like Long Island iced tea of a show mm. where you just kick back and have fun and don't think about it too much because, you know, this ain't Andor. We're not going to be saving the world every day. It's not going to be the high stakes action filled romp that we're going to be looking for. And I'm fine with it. I love it. Jen is the best. And this is probably one of the, like my favorite MCU shows that has been coming out in a long, long while. It's just so much fun, like mm-hmm. to see, you know, all all the stuff we associate with the MCU, like we've gotten Wong, you know what I'm saying? And none of it is so serious. None of it is, oh, the world's going to end. Da, da, da. Like Madison, like the bit with Madison, fantastic. New fantastic. queen of, she's going to conquer Kang. <laughs> There's no way she's not coming back. Madison? More, like outside of She-Hulk. There's no way she doesn't not come back. Listen, there's two N's and a Y. But it's not where you think. Uh, anytime Wong shows up in the MCU, she needs to be somewhere <laughs> in the wings. Like, <laughs> hey Wong, bro, we trying to go down to the deli, bro. You want you want you want some you want a tuna melt? 
Nah, bro. Me and me and Madison, we got reservations out at uh at Nobu this weekend, so we can't. Yeah, can't slide. We just gonna we gonna go to L.A. right now. So I I see you. I see you back there. All right, for sure. That's fire. Besides our tipsy queen, what other big standout moments from the season do you have before we get into today's episode? I I like the the lawyer of it all. You know, I know it's not like you know, it's not like we're not getting like Daredevil Netflix like where they're like battling, you know, seeing like fighting for like you know, real real things. You know, like the like the season two of the Punisher or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's it's fun like that in um, one of the previous episodes where she brings all her exes to court yep. to get the She-Hulk name and she's just got to like sit there. Corroborate with all those douchebags. Exactly. And, yeah. and it's, you see her like slinking in her chair because it's just like, <sighs> it's killing her. It's 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 a fun bit. And like the whole show is like that where it's just enjoyable from moment to moment. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know what? I, I, I love the Meg Thee Stallion cameo. I genuinely it great. Did. It was great. It's great. I think I think it was so funny to I loved it when the news leaked on Twitter that like Meg the Stallion will be joining the MCU in, in an undisclosed role. And then the next day she's in She-Hulk as herself, uh, having a great time. Um, everybody's getting mad for no reason, and uh I love it. But let's take a look at this week's episode. It was a blast. This episode is titled Just Jen, directed by Anu Valaya and written by Kara Brown, we're off to a wedding with Jen and some shitty high school friends. Mallory's going to be picking up the slack at Jen's firm while she's out of town. The Inconvenient Wedding episode. Jomi, (laughs) I don't think we're getting Daredevil in this week. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I don't think we are. What what, what told you that? We saw the helmet last (laughs) week, um, and I'm guessing, like, unless uh, Matt Murdock is here to crash this wedding, uh, I don't know if he's going to be doing backflips. Uh, during the nuptials. I love how they tell us that right off the top. <laughs> you know, they're doing the wedding thing and you're probably like, oh man, they teased Daredevil last week. I wonder what's going on. And <laughs> she looks directly at the camera. She's like, well, this is an inconvenient time for a wedding episode, but yeah. when aren't weddings inconvenient? <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. So no Daredevil this week. Cool, let's keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. It's still a fun episode. Still a really fun, delightful episode. Jen rolls up to a wedding in what looks like Calabasas. It looks like Calabasas. Set to stun in a nice little polka-dotted number. But Bridezilla Lulu, played by Patty Harrison, the great Patty Harrison, you might know her from such things as I Think You Should Leave, one of the funniest people on that show. She's not having it. Mm. She's not going to have a She-Hulk at her wedding. No. Not here to upstage her. Bit of a party foul here. What do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, she tells Jen not to Hulk out at her wedding. And not steal the shine from the bride. Not supposed to wear white. But nobody said anything about not wearing green, Jomi. Mm. What the hell's her deal? So here's the thing, right? I mean, Steve, you understand. You can't. You, you get There's levels of respect, right? So it's her weekend. You can't <laughs> draw attention away from right. the bride. That's true. Jomi, if, That's this is true, your, if this is your wedding. Yeah. And you know somebody's looking better than you. Uh-huh. Are you coming up and like making a scene? I'm not making a scene. I would, I would have my groomsmen quietly escort them from the premises. Uh, just like let's so, you're be gonna put me on security detail. Yeah, I'd be at like, your own wedding. I'd be like, hey, Steve, um, Steve, I can you, you on brother. Hey, listen, um, that dude over there, he got those new J's. Wow, 
I'm not really feeling that. I only got the last. You're gonna make editions. me kick out Yaya Abdul Mateen because you're listen, famous and rich listen, now, and like you guys are rubbing shoulders. Listen, listen, you invited him. You knew he was coming. There are levels of respect that must be carried and must be had. I understand what Patty is saying to, or what Lulu is saying to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't be out there doing the most now. No, it's petty. like she's the, be, she's being real petty. But I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. She, you don't invite somebody that, that you know is She-Hulk. But that's what wife, I'm saying. Like, like, I feel like her being She-Hulk would be really cool because you'd be like, be themselves. I'm cool with She-Hulk. Like, look at me. She's not She-Hulk. wearing white. She's not committing any party fouls. She's just getting jealous. That's I'm, all. Not, I'm not saying I condone the behavior, but I understand. All right. Well, Jen concedes and promises that she's not going to Hulk out during the mm. wedding. And Lulu then promises Jen that she is going to be <laughs> walking down the aisle with one of the best groomsmen <laughs> that they got. But meanwhile, Mallory and Nikki are making taking on multiple civil cases against Mr. Immortal. The great Mr. Immortal played by Dave Pasquese, a.k.a. Mark Shans from a little program known as Book of Boba Fett, the, that slimy mayor's assistant. I absolutely loved Mr. Immortal in this. Uh, what did you think of this first interaction with Mr. Immortal and his avoidance for conflict by basically getting out of a marriage by killing himself? Just nuts. So here's the funny thing about Mr. Immortal. Mr. Immortal is actually a mutant, you know, according to most. But we're not uh, saying the N word just yet. We're not. Hey, I'm saying his comic book origins have him as a mutant, right? Right. And he discovers his powers one day by, and this is really sad, trying to trying to kill himself. And then he he couldn't, and he was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess I live forever now." Which again, a, a tragic origin story. Brilliantly twisted as kind of a shitty conflict avoidant uh, ancient man that has gone through multiple little trysts and fraudulent things with uh, many people in his life that we'll find about later. Let me tell you something, man. That, so Mallory and Nikki are going at this dude right at the office. Like, so what about your insurance? You know, why are you doing this? Da, da, da. Nikki's taking more of like, what the hell is your problem? And Mallory's just like, business. What are your insurance claims? Da da da. Do you did you fake birth certificates or death yeah. certificates? Da da da. Mm-hmm. And doing the dude the, doing the, gets doing the up, groundwork. Doing the groundwork. Dude gets up, dines up a little bit, and just freaking yeets himself <laughs> out the window. He takes he takes the short exit downstairs dude, uh, was, to conduct business <laughs> elsewhere. I was watching that and I was like, oh my god! I. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I did not expect that I was at all. So, I was so flabbergasted at the fact that they just like showed a man jump out of a skyscraper. Oh my gosh. Um, and you know what? I would have loved uh, not to like, you know, writer's room this, but like would have been great if he just jumps because he, he like smashes the window Dude. and like obliterates it, which like you'd think the glass would be pretty sharp. Um, the fact that like I would have loved if there was just like a window next to it that was just like a lift. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes out the one that he broke. Uh, but no, it was so funny that he just jumps right out. So nuts. And uh, it was like, all right, well, it looks like we got a client. Uh, back to the wedding. Lulu's asking how Jen's been in her life, listing all of the great things that's been going on, becoming a superhero, not too shabby, becoming a new uh, head role at this new great law firm, one of the best in the country, not too fucking shabby either. But it all boils down to, are you dating anybody? Who's in your life? What's wrong with you? And this was a very interesting and telling exchange, not only because it kind of reflects the nature of some toxic friendships in real life, how, you know, it could all boil down to what you don't have, but um, 
I found this to be a pretty telling illustration about, you know, modern attitudes towards women now because, you know, sometimes it's not about what you're doing and then it all boils down to who's the man in your life? You know, who do you got? And what, uh, what validation do you have outside of yourself? And uh, it's a pretty biting little commentary about how, you know, Jen could be doing all these great things, but if she doesn't have a man, then nothing. Yeah, it's the same too because you mentioned it earlier, like... Her, everything else is great. The She-Hulk thing is yeah. going good. The law firm thing is in, like incredible. Like you go anywhere else and you're like, hey, what's going on with you? And it's like, yeah, I now I'm a head superhero. A so pretty good right now. You'd be like, whoa, that's all you were talking about all night. But you know, Lulu is only worried about, oh, you'll find a man. She's like, like, oh, it's okay. You'll find a time. Da, da, da. It's like, come on, man. Like, Spider-Man doesn't even have a job, let alone a <laughs> probably six-figure salary at a law firm. Well, Spider-Man's a perpetual loser, so like, it's, it is what it is. He's always down bad. It's broken there. All right. Yeah. Uh, so outside of that biting exchange for, with Lulu. Uh, and then. Guess who's here to crash the wedding? <laughs> oh, my gosh, bro. Titania is back in a modest outfit for the wedding. <laughs> One of the more one, more modest ones that she's worn. Uh, here to instigate Jen and basically let her know that the beef is still on. Let me let me tell you something. That's real hater right there. That's a real. Have you ever right uh, we- weaseled a date just to hate on somebody at a wedding? I've never gotten a date. Period, Steve. So I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that, well that's we all, we all lie about certain you things, know, but, but the things you lie about. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that the commitment that <laughs> Titania has uh, is more petty than this because, like, what ultimately w- what it leads to is just like another dust up and she just leaves. Well, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the thing with Titania is like she she told her at the end of the last episode, "I'll see you again, hater." So honestly, didn't think it'd be. The next weekend, <laughs> but should, you should have been surprised. Don't make when any she, plans. When she showed up, you're like, I mean, but she knew, right? Jen knew. She was like, Jen, just, she was like, yo, she's here to bother me. She doesn't even know this dude. Let her kick her out. She's like, no, it no, is no, a no, great no, no. extension of like cartoon villainy. We're like, I'll get you next time, She Hulk. And then she's like, she's I'm there. at the wedding. There next time is listen, when she listen, Titania put it on wax. I'ma see you. In the streets, and when I see you, it's on sight. Mm-hmm. We we know the business. Shouldn't be surprised is how it went. Yes, and then Lulu and uh, Titania basically gaslight her into thinking that you know uh, Jen's being very unreasonable right now about somebody who's just having fun at the wedding. After that, she needs a breather. She's gonna munch down on some candied nuts. Mm-hmm. And they hit a meet cute with a guy named Josh mm. in a nice pleated suit. Listen, Josh was looking good. He was looking tight. He was looking great. Charming. And then immediately, the vibes are ruined again as Lulu, whose staff is quitting because of how she's treating them. I love how you put that in air quotes. Well, that's how she just, she's like, oh, they're quitting because of how I'm treating them. And, God and then she puts them on cleanup duty <laughs> to just like spruce up the place and take care of some, you know, empty wine glasses. Awesome yeah. move, Lulu. That's I imagine you show up to a wedding and they have you like actually, this is of this is actually You've already got story. me on security detail, so you may as well, well I may as well again, clean up. Steve, it's not security I'll put a, detail. I'll fold up some chairs. It's not security detail. It's just I need you at my disposal at all times. At handsome disposal. If yeah. I, if if there's an op. It's actually I was seeing I saw this on our Facebook group. Uh and it's, Don't let them know that we read that. Well, I have to read it. It's kind of my job. Okay. 
right? Like I'm the social guy. It's kind of my job. Oh, it's not editing pods because they said that not. too. <laughs> no, it's not. And shout out to Joe Scott. I want to, I want to, I'm not going to read the story, you know, wholesale, but long story short, Joe had to pay $300 to rent a tux <laughs> at the wedding. Right. And the bride at that wedding hired no staff. So he had to do all the cleaning, all the, 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 the like a whole bunch of work. Right. Right. And long, so he's sweaty. The whole, he spent $300 on tux. It gets messed up. You're not feeling great. You hungry. He goes in the kitchen, sees himself a chicken sandwich. You're like, hey, man, I'm a slide. You can just take thing. that. You can just take that. He took the chicken sandwich. Halfway home, he gets a call. Hey, man. You ate my chicken sandwich. Somebody was hot. And see, this is why, this is why, you know, Joe, man, appreciate you for listening. He goes, he drops his dad off at home. He turns around and he gives the guy the money for the chicken sandwich. That's real. I mean, the was the, it a cash bar? Well, uh, he doesn't mention that. All he right, did get well, himself a cup of beer, so maybe, maybe not. That's a, that, that's, I think that's a, that's a worse sin. Here's the kicker, though. Uh, after, shortly after the wedding, his friend and the wife did get a divorce. Wow. So he just wasted three, three, three hundred dollars and some spicy chicken money mm-hmm. for no reason. That it's would tough. have been great if somebody, somebody gave a speech that just said, we give it a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we cut but, two. Weddings are tough, man. Weddings are tough. Weddings are tough. It happens to the best of us. We cut back to the office and basically a class action lawsuit is, is taking place against Mr. Immortal. Uh, like half a dozen people are deposing themselves for multiple fraud counts that he's he should be in prison for. Running down the list of things that he's done, uh, left somebody with a child, uh, defrauded somebody for a New Orleans-style wedding, um, basically uh, owes somebody thousands upon thousands of dollars and a multitude of other things, along with this terrible divorce. What's the worst thing that Mr. Immortal has done here? So I think it was a funeral. I think the guy said that he spent a whole bunch of money on a New Orleans jazz funeral. Yes. For Mr. Immortal. Um, Which, by the way, like, not cheap and pretty lit. Pretty guy. Had to be fun. Had to be fun. They get the whole band. They can, you can just block off a street. I, leaving, leaving the, the, the kid is tough. Um, there's no really, you can't, you can't do that. Like, come yeah. on. That's, that's your child. You gotta, you know, show up and be, be responsible there. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the worst one. You can't do that. Exactly. So, they basically give Mr. Mr. Immortal the business, mm. and he decides to settle, offer up some money. Yeah. I got a couple of Apple shares I bought in 81. <laughs> I got a couple gold bars. <laughs> From what? what uh, Lady Cromwell? Which is like, okay, you've been around, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Immortal. Um, first of all, on, its, on, on the side of it, I might take this, by the way. I mean, not a, not a bad proposal. Like, give me a couple Apple shares from 81 and a couple of gold bars, and then we call it a day. I'm fine. Listen, a bag is a bag. But not gonna, not gonna, not gonna cut the mustard here. No. We want what's owed. We want what's fair. We mm. want exactly what we came here for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's out of fairness. So, and then in between all of that, we get a name drop for the toxic online web form Intelligentsia, not the coffee shop, mind no. you. No. A site for man babies, as we find out. <laughs> We're already coming into this great biting commentary that the show's so very good at. Um, and we'll see more about this later. But uh, 
What I've always loved about the show is that, like, it's always knowing what it's up against as far as toxic online fan behavior. Um, we see so many uh, horrible instances of, you know, racist backlash for Lord of the Rings and uh, all these other things that are just, like, honestly, like, the worst faith arguments about fandom that we already see. But She-Hulk is all, always cutting that off at the pass. And seeing what is basically a toxic 4chan website dedicated to hating on She-Hulk uh, is already brilliant. Yeah. What did you think about all of this? I mean, it's it's a mirror, right? It's just like, this is what they know people are talk people in those areas are talking about. People are being misogynistic. People are just being dreadful. And so, if even if you're watching the show to be a hater, if you're watching it to be mad, for us, it's funny because it's like, oh, sure. I know that there are people having these conversations in these type of forums and now you're getting these jokes off. Aha. But for them, imagine like, you know, you're a hater and you're just like, hey, watching whatever. And you see that and you see some of the, the stuff that they say, you're like, yo, I'm saying the same thing. Am I like, they're, are they making fun of me? Like, what's the right. thing? And it's like, yeah, bro, we're, we're, la- we're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. And I think that's the best part of this thing. And so that those people know, like, yeah, bro, we we knew what you're about to say. We're not letting you have that. You're dummies. We're laughing at you. Ha ha. Yeah. I love this. I love this bit in the piece. Actually, and it's funny, too, because Intelligentsia isn't just, like, you know, a Reddit knockoff. In the comics, it's like, <laughs> according, it's a group compromises some of the greatest and most sinister minds of the earth. Which is <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> to know that these are just incels online hating on She-Hulk. And they they named that group after some of the most sinister people. It's great, man. Which that I know intelligent again, I only know it as a coffee shop, but it just it's it's added delicious humor for me. So Any- so good. So good. Anyway, quick cut back to the wedding. Only to find Jan making the tragic discovery <sighs> that her groomsman that she will be walking down the aisle with is a deranged looking. Dog. Well, so here's well. First of all, have some respect for Jonathan. Okay, okay. all right. Jonathan mean. clearly has been through a lot. He's been through a lot. They said they resuscitated him that morning. He had the little he's tongue leaking. thing. <laughs> he's, he's leaking. He had the little tongue thing. I thought was cute. That was very cute. You know, very cute. But even before that, they were ta- they were like, "Hey, yeah, we'll make we'll make Jen do it. Yeah, you know, that's what she does." Da da da. And they want her to iron the groomsmen's shirts because they were playing Mario Kart. <laughs> and at that point, see. <laughs> That's how I know Jen is a better human being than me. That's how I know, like, you know, she was raised right. This know. really is the hero's journey for Jen, because, really. Because I would have, we would have to see these hands, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Absolutely would. That, be. that I personally, me, I wouldn't stand for that level of disrespect. So, you know, some, you know, we would have to go one way or the other. You feel me? But Jen, she took it in stride. She was like, "All right, for show." Sure. I told Lulu, "I'm gonna be cool this weekend." I told her, "I'm not gonna hulk out on me straight," and she did what she had to do. And he, honestly. You got to respect that. You got to respect the queen when she's doing her thing, man. <laughs> Absolutely. One thing about Jan is that we'll, all, we'll always know that she takes it in stride. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Uncomfortable clothes are just the worst, and no one should have to deal with that. I mean, I'm not too ashamed to admit it. In the beginning of my journey, I had some podcasting pants. They were uncomfortable. They weren't aerodynamic. 
yo, it was hurting my performance. And there are so many better options out there like the Yori. Their performance apparel is unbelievably comfortable and versatile. For instance, their performance jogger, you'll never want to take it off. And you can pretty much wear it anywhere. The gym, while you run your errands, or while you're relaxing at home watching movies. So get yourself some of the most comfortable clothing ever at Viore. It's an investment in your happiness. And get 20% off your first purchase by visiting viore.com slash ringiverse. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash ringiverse. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Back to the office. Mal and Nikki sat on the table and figuring this whole thing out. We're going to make sure that we get everything that we need. All that alimony, all that apology... All of these sustained icon. It's honestly incredible that Mr. Immortal's real problem is that he needs to know how to face his fears and take down the actual conflict and responsibility for his actions. Don't even need money. We just need an apology. 20 seconds sustained eye contact to his quote. That seems interminable. That's so nuts. I mean, I was thinking, but like for her, I was like, so, you know, they're like, everybody's getting back pay. You know, everybody's getting, you know, some sort of check. And she was like, all I need are 20 seconds of eye contact. I was like, wow, first of all, you're getting fleeced, right? First of all, lawyer's not doing nothing for you. You're you're leaving money on the table. Yeah, you're leaving leaving stacks on the table. Um, Get yourself a better lawyer. And two, sometimes that's all it takes, man. Uh They say that pride doesn't cost a lot, but it might cost a couple of OG Apple shares. (laughs) It might. It's a couple trillion dollars you're leaving on the table. Is that what you want? Really is great. Um, Really speaks to the type of lover that Mr. Immortal is because, you know, he is around for a long time and really not a short time. What are you What are you inferring there, Steve? Uh, you know, he's just, just come he's out leaving people out in the cold. Just come That's all out he is. It. He's selfish. Mm. I'm, I'm saying it right now. He's selfish. Mm. He's a scaredy cat. He's afraid of conversation. I understand. Sometimes there are conversations you don't want to have but, you know, as adults, as people, you know, who, you know, again, he's seen a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to be like, listen, you got to have the tough conversation. <laughs> so you, gotta, you got to. You know who else had the tough conversation? Who had the tough conversation, the Booker for the Enchatable Hulk. Oh! DJ Enchatable! Um, this guy needs more kicks. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. And here's the part, uh, here's the part I, can't, I can't let stand by. He actually had air horns. He did. It's not just it's it's just a button, pal. 
you can just press the meow, meow. Kerm, this is where you you, this you, man, you no. add the air horns. DJ Enchantable Hulk is about authenticity. This is about integrity. Okay, so. And he's a man that doesn't fake the funk. For sure. What happens when there's no more error in the horns, Steve? That's when you that's when you get the soundboard out. Nah, you don't think that Steve. he has like six underneath that booth that he's ready to go here's, for? Here's what I'm saying, man. You don't, but you don't need to do all that. Like I understand Chad, Chad is with the extras, right? He's gonna do the most, you know, at all times. I understand that. But there needs to be a level of decorum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Air horns, not really the vibe. I'm like the actual air horns, not really what I'm looking for. I need your focus to be on the music. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's 10:30. Turn off the classics. I need me some two chains. I need me some ice spice. Ice sp- <laughs> get the best rapper alive. That's what I'm saying. Kerm. I need real music, Steve. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I understand that Chad is going to do his thing. And honestly, it seemed like it seemed like Jen was having a blast, an absolute blast. Sure, she was putting what? $12 a drink. You know what I mean for the heavy pour. Oh, we'll get to we'll get to the criminal offense that is the cash bar. But fucking Lulu, that's you're probably like what are you paying for this? Like the venue's probably a lot, but Jesus. Outside of the air horns, looks like Chad was putting on a show, man. He was. He was. He was having a great time. Uh but who wasn't having a great time is Jen because Ew. she's sloshed right now and kind of drowning her sorrows. Josh mm. pulls up. Mm. They have a little talk. Jen, not feeling great. She wanted to win. She wanted to be here for herself. And boy, have we not all been here. You wanted to have a great weekend. You wanted to show yourself off a little bit. You were having your own self-confidence boost and you just get cut down at every corner. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. We have all been there. And I don't think, I don't think Jen has been more relatable until this moment because, no, really, because there's so many things that she's getting right and doing well for herself. And she genuinely wants to have this new life that's set out for herself as a superhero, as a big shot lawyer. And at every turn, there seems to be just something that's cutting her down and it fucking sucks. Yeah, no, it's, that's true. I remember, like, yeah, we were talking about what happened last week where the guys came through and she was like, hey, we, you know, we run really shit to you because you're a She-Hulk, and that's tough. And then this week, this, you know, this week's episode, she was like, cool, I'm going to go there, be She-Hulk, I'm going to do this. And they're like, ah, kind of need you to be Jen. And so you're, like, stuck between these two worlds that you didn't ask to be, you know, stuck in. And now the way people see you is depending on like which you know form you take and yeah it's it's got to be tough because you're not you're not you can never make everyone happy you know and that's even before you've even figured out for yourself you know what i mean like it's just impossible to satisfy everybody and that's got to be tough for her and and what uh josh like very sweetly reassures her that like you know it doesn't matter if you're she hulk i don't need to meet her like i think you're pretty great mm-hmm. and it's you know really really and with the beautiful little bow on that moment, Jen's got to puke. Ah. Uh, which is a perfect time for Titania to be like, we should fight now. <laughs> oh, surprise. Surprise, I'm here to fight. Uh, way to pick a fair fight. And uh, <laughs> basically, Jen's like really struggling uh, to find the motivation to be like, really now? Like, we got to do this now? Wants no parts. 
wants no parts. She can barely, she's seeing two titanias. Yeah. Right? She has no interest in fighting. And even to the point where she's like, all right, I don't really want to fight you, but since we're going to do it, let's do it. And Titania just like she just got she's got a little bunion swelling and then <laughs> she can't really do it. She can't she can't swing. She's getting knocked all over. She's trying to punch. She's in the floor. It's just not. It's not going down no. how she thought it would. Uh, which is great because like you'd think that like a punch from Titania in your human form would actually like explode your rib cage, but I guess not. Mm. Turns out that if you have even a little bit of Hulk in you, uh, you're fine. Well, I mean, I think also Titania hadn't been she she not locked in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she's had a couple of uh, a couple of GNTs. Yeah. You know, maybe she's a little like you know. I don't know. You think Titania, saucy? I mean, like I don't. Titania doesn't seem like a person who'd be like locked in and like, all right, I'm gonna throw this cross. You feel me? Or like, I'm gonna hit this thing. You know? I mean, maybe she is, but it didn't. It didn't quite look like it because once uh, once Jen figured it out, it was uh, it was looking mighty packwashish to me, bruh. It right. didn't look all that clean to me. Before we break down this fight. Have you ever been at a wedding that's gotten a little confrontational? No. No. No, Nigerians, we, we, our weddings are always peaceful. It's always great. Good vibes the whole night. No mm-hmm. beef, no nothing. Really? Yes. No, no, this uncle snubbed so and so and they got a. Nah, we're not here for all that. All right. Nah. All right. It, great. Again, because groomsmen, they be acting like police. So. <laughs> yes. You squash it before it even starts. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's good. Fight ensues. Jen summons the Hulk and. I'm surprised that there wasn't more damage to this venue, if, if I'm true. honest. If you if you can, you know, squash a couple cobblestones, that's fine. Uh, the fact that this dance floor wasn't blown to smithereens <laughs> is honestly a, a small miracle in and of itself. Um, I will say pink on She-Hulk Jan, really not her color. Uh, I don't know. She just looks like a... I think she, She-Hulk looks good in any color. Well, all right. Well, aren't you better than me? <laughs> Shoot. She's we'll a beautiful be right woman. Back. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. How dare you? Uh, I think this. I think this fight was funny, but like, I it kind of served like it, it served little to no purpose. It kind of just went out with a thud. Well, like, I'm not thing. gonna. I'm not gonna dunk on this. It didn't. It certainly didn't make the episode bad, but it kind of just like it, it fell a little flat. Well, no, here's the thing. Like, and that's what I was mentioning with Titania. She ain't got what it takes to match up with Shield. Like, this is not. She's not on Shield's level in terms of like what you want in a in a fight, like or balance and coordination, really. Yeah, like right? she so, slip on <laughs> like or, or, I genuinely thought she could have broken her neck remember, with that fall she took. Remember, episode one, she's out there with Hulk. She spent like weeks out there learning how to do this thing. This is Titana's just not on our level. So when she, you know, figures it out, she's yeah. like, All right, for sure. This is simple. I don't have to like waste all my energy, all my time with this thing. You know no, what I mean? And so that's why Titania, like you know, literally slips on ice and breaks her teeth. Like, that's that's how it ends the fight because Jen is really, like, Titania's no match for her. Uh-huh. So Titania's being real silly trying to take Jen. That's not what you want, my G. And with a, uh, a little Rascals-esque uh, swapping of veneers, <laughs> Tatiana, embarrassed, uh, Simply leaves. <laughs> she 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 kindly fucks off with her cake and leaves. Yeah, she you can't see now. That the cake taken, that's a level of the disrespect that's just just foul. Well, it's not it's not a returned pasta maker, but I think that you can kind of leave with a cake. <sighs> well, I don't know, man. Our guy, our guy left with a chicken sandwich, she can't leave with a cake. Depends on the cake though. I that looked like a really dense chocolate 
cake. Right. I was what? maybe if it's yellow cake inside. Oh man, I was man. So now we got to talk about wedding cakes now. Okay. Steve. All right. What's your wedding cake gonna be like? I don't know. It's not. I'm not a big frosting guy. Like oh. not 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 crazy frosting. Okay. Don't like slather it. Okay. okay? Like it's just an even ratio. I of like course. the I like the sponginess of the inside. What more. what flavor? <sighs> I don't like yellow cake. Isn't exactly like a a wedding cake type of thing. It could be. Like, it could it's be. I love I love yellow cake. I do. I do. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, but it's got to have like the white frosting probably. Mm-hmm. So like maybe I don't know. White chocolate could be good. Mm-hmm. White chocolate, yellow cake. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. See, for me, Steve, I'm look. Let me just let me peel back the curtain a little bit. Sure. I've got my wedding all planned out. I've got everything to That's the letter. Know exactly what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen. Can't wait till we tie the knot. Oh, dude, it's gonna be exciting. See, here's the thing, right? The cake is tough, you know, because I do want to make everybody happy. It was up to me at my wedding. We'd have Costco cake. <laughs> I'm not joking. I what's the what's the entree? The hot dogs? Listen, what do you t- <laughs> listen, listen. I I'm not even. I don't care what y'all say. If y'all want to come for me on Twitter, if y'all want to say y'all want to say crazy things. Costco keeps the cost low. And every year, oh every year for our birthday, I got to have a Costco cake. I'm not playing. Okay. I, I, I so love it. Playing I, into the economy of the it. wedding, uh, you're, it's still open bar, right? Of course. Okay. Okay. Right. I, you're, I, you're, I have so some you're not decorum. An you're not it's a, not, okay. I mean, it's not the thing about like being cheap. I just love the flavor. You talk about like too much icing, like the Costco cake icing is like literally the fa- my favorite thing in the entire world. That's fair. That's entirely and so, fair. so like, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But if it was like completely 100% up to me, I would now. I can't do a fondant. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But something like yellow and white, I think, to your point, that probably works the best for me. But at the same time, like, I might, we might just like in the back have like a little, little like, you know, half Entirely sheet. fine. Have a little half sheet. Entirely fine. <laughs> because I got to have it, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like buttercream. What can <laughs> I say? I'm a buttercream fiend. Well, that's a wrap on our wedding. And our wedding? Steve, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. We were getting married. I mean, you don't know yet. We don't know. There's a lot of time. A lot of game left. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of time, A lot of game left. Come on. All right. We're back in the office, and we're taking a stroll down the intelligentsia's forums, and boy, does it not look pretty. It looks nasty, dude. Um, They log into uh, what can only be described as a very toxic (laughs) chat room. Just running down a bit of the memes that we see here, um, all dedicated to hating on She-Hulk. Jesus. Top post, how do we kill She-Hulk? That's tough. That you can't, real tough there. You can't do that. All right. Some of the other hateful things that we have. Hashtag cancel She Hulk. When when you a Hulk, but you still dumb. <laughs> Love how that that said. How that said. Someone just shoot She Hulk. Oh my god. And then the best meme section. <laughs> the best meme section. Uh, when you a Hulk, but you still dumb. Wants equality, still wants you to pay for dinner. Wears Ugh. yoga pants, mad when you look guilty. Just some really gross stuff. It's really, really gross stuff. It's really bad. That's, How do we swat She-Hulk? Eight reasons yeah. why She-Hulk needs to die. Jesus Christ! It's, it's it's dark. My and this is why I love this show so much because not this exact reason. No, but. not this exact reason. But so Mallory and Nikki are looking at this stuff, and Nikki's first instinct is to call Jen. Yo. They're saying this stuff, da-da-da. And Mallory was like, no, hold on. This stuff is legitimately damaging. This stuff is hard to look at. If we just show her this, it, like, for sure will affect her. 
And we don't want that for her. Like, she's just coming to our own. Let's not tell her this. Let's just keep, let's monitor this ourselves and, you know, keep Jen out of the loop for her own sanity. Smash cut to Nikki. Yo, man, they was talking hey, reckless about you online. online. They were saying you was, you was, cr- man. And I'm <laughs> supposed to respect your peace and not give you stress, but I'm not going to do that. Fuck that. I'm mad. It was this is so about me good. now. It was so good. I don't, I don't think I've had a friend defend me for the sake of their peace yeah. <laughs> like this before i don't know if this is a great friend move but she's no. like all right well call me <laughs> yeah i mean no i mean like look if they like i mean like the way the, the way they talk about she is like reckless i don't know how you know if somebody was you know being that mean to me online like that i don't know how i take it well here's what i won't you know? do I won't call you to tell yeah. you that they're doing it. I won't, I <laughs> I won't call think, you to be like, yo, they're shitting on you for this one, Joe. Hey, yo, Steve, they was calling you names in the in the, in the Reddit group, dog. It was nasty, wow. bro. It was, you know I mean? Just let that slide, you know what I'm saying? Like, you was having a good day. Now, I went and ruined it. Ride too hard for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., come on. <laughs> now, I went and ruined it. Nah, like, I get, like, Nikki's trying to, like, again, the juxtaposition of those two scenes are hilarious, and I understand that Nikki's trying to be a friend, but... Golly, she's just trying to have like a nice little thing with Josh. She's trying to serve some fries. And now she got to check her voicemail and we they take a, calling we, her names and stuff. We, we come on to a very well-lit gazebo with just a, a, a plate of fries with some ketchup. Separate plate for the ketchup. I'm fine with that. And we've got a little bit of the cake left on the side. Mm. Not too bad. Not too I think bad that's a pretty all. good little dinner. Great little end to your night. Yeah. Very cute. We hope to see more of Josh. Good on you, buddy. Good, Josh. Good guy. And then... Right before the credits roll, we get a little sneak peek into a scientific computer screen with a bunch of gobbledygook graphs and charts <laughs> and blood graphs and all these things. Yeah. Blue-formed hands taking syringes out, slated for Jen Walters, and a blood-drawing mechanism. What could this be? And then credits roll. Da da dun I what what do we think is happening here, Joe? Somebody, I mean, we saw it in one of the previous episodes. Somebody was trying to get her DNA, and it was not working. And so, Dude. they needed more. They needed more. Pa- need more power. Do so. we think? Do we think that this is our little taste into possibly getting a Red Hulk down the line? Maybe could I this think be that's a good call? Uh, who do we? Who do we? What organization do you, could this be? The intelligentsia, because we also see the like small little icon emoji that also is shared on the intelligentsia website. Could these be one of the main villains that maybe. we alluded to before? Maybe, maybe that's where all the evil guys met, and that's where. Well, remember when that episode where she's fighting off the guys? They they have a boss, right? They they mention a boss that they have to go to. Exactly. And so we're interested who that boss is, and we also know we talk, we'll get more detail about this later. But Daredevil's supposed to show up, like. Maybe there's that connection. I, you know, don't have the inside. I don't have the, the third eye to you know make a prediction. But at the same time, like mm-hmm. I feel like those storylines will wrap up together nicely. And so I think they're all involved. I just don't know what is the linchpin that brings them all together. Uh, I, I I completely agree. Um, and then that's our episode. That's what we got. Looking ahead, what do we think about this episode? Good episode. And, you know, this, there's only three episodes left. So it's going to be a run, I believe, to finish the season. We're going to get a lot of fun action and just Jen and Daredevil luring her up. 
you know? And like you said, the end of this episode showcased a little bit of danger coming Jen's way. So I'm interested to see where that goes and hope, I mean, I'm sure Jen will make it out fine, but what, like you said, does that do, are we setting up a Red Hulk? Are we setting up, you know, we, we, we got the Thunderbolts cast, right? Yes, the roster is uh, formidable. Formidable? Who said we can't add a couple more people? I think we got, we can, we can add to that bench. Just a little for sure. room for people, you know um, so? There's a lot happening. Can't wait to see where it goes. Also, there's a big yellow devil in the room that we're not addressing. The talk of much a promo and much a uh, Disney press release. Uh, Daredevil ain't shown up yet. We got three episodes to go. Clock's ticking. Again, we just imagined him. What if we all collectively imagined Daredevil was going to be in the show? Again, I don't know like what, like th- this would have been a great hoax that Disney pulls on us that, you know, I think would probably uh get everybody off the boat to think that daredevil would never show up again but no i uh we we see that uh not to spoil too much but um we see that charlie cox's imdb listing is listed for three episodes so if we are to believe that then he is likely to show up and stay Mm. until the end of this season which would be a real treat Mm -hmm. um i would absolutely love that i think him and jan would be an absolutely cracking team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could always assume that there could be a bit of chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this, this man. I'm sick of this man. I'm sick of Daredevil. <laughs> Every time he's on screen, he, he's, he's charming. Charming somebody. He's too handsome. He's too handsome. <laughs> Charlie Cox, you're too handsome. I think also we have quite a bit of excitement ahead and I'm loving it. I think this is a great show and I'm still on board. Jomi, do you have any final thoughts for us? Man, my final thoughts are this. I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for season two. I'm ready for hundred years of She-Hulk. Bring it. Disney, I know you're listening. Kevin Feige, always been a big fan of the Ring of Verse. I know that you listen to every episode that we publish. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your listening. Um, we need more She-Hulk, man. Like, bring it. I'm I'm tapped in. Couldn't I'm ready. Agree more. That is a wrap for Mint Edition. Thank you also. To our intrepid producer, Spidey Kerm, Jonathan Kerma, our great man indeed. And additional production from the great Arjuna Ramgopal. Thank you, Junior Mints, once again for rocking with us. Stay tuned again. We will be back very soon. Also, don't forget, Ben Lindbergh and Associates will be back next week for all of your She-Hulk needs. And then Tuesday, don't forget, House of R will be back once again with their deep dive into the House of the Dragon. Jomi, parting words. Love you guys. Can't wait for you guys to hear this. We can't wait for you guys to hear more of us. Love you. We'll see you soon again. Shout out to our producer, wonderful guy, a.k.a. Storm Kerman. And (laughs) we'll see you on the dance floor. Bye! This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.